baby boop a baby 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 What the hell's going on out here? Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Hello everyone and welcome to Scrap City Sports, your one-stop need for everything. The NFL Super Bowl, uh, Chicago Bulls, Chicago Blackhawks, and uh, a little bit of uh, bro vs. bro, some trivia we're going to throw in there as well. Um, I am joined here by Carmen, uh, and all, and as always, uh, Chef Roy. What up? What's up, fellas? What's happening, man? We, we, uh, are we ready for uh, Super Bowl? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, it's not what I envisioned this year, but I'm ready. I, I guess the question is, are we ready for football to end? No, that, that's the only thing that, that, that brings me a little, like, I don't want this to end just yet, man. Football, I love football Sundays. Who doesn't, right? I can honestly say that this is probably the best matchup that the NFL could could have for the Super Bowl, to be honest with you guys. Eh. I mean, what other team? What other two te- What other two teams would you want? I mean, who else in the AFC do you think that could possibly stop Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if you're looking at it from that perspective, and and just pure skill versus skill, power versus power. I mean, Matt, that's, the, that's the the the, ma- the the matchups are are pretty good. I think you know the 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 defense versus offense matchups are, I think are 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 on point for this game. Um, and I think it's going to be it's going to be a it's it, hopefully it's not a hopefully it's not a Denver versus Seattle from a couple of years ago type game, but um this this has the this has the on paper this has the matchup of you know a, a perfect scenario for 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 matchups. So I think it's going to be a good game. I hope it's a good game. I mean, tech, I mean, speak, excuse me. <clears throat> I mean, technically, I guess we have the best teams in the, in both conferences respective. They earn their way there, but. To me, it's if I had to say who looks better, I'm going with Carolina on this one. I think they're the better team of the two. Yeah, you and probably <laughs> the rest not, of the nation. <laughs> yeah, right. Except for whoever lives in Colorado. But um, yeah, this this um, this game is going to be a, a a testament of wills for the most part because you know who has been able to stop Carolina all year, the Atlanta Falcons, and I, I think really that was there was a matter of Carolina beating themselves. Playing down to the competition. Yeah, not even. They're just not even having their head in the game, you know. They're just, I mean, yeah, Atlanta was a okay team. But, you know, obviously they, they their, their true colors were shown. As you the know. season progressed. Yeah, they? so, you know, it's, um, I, I, you know, I think this is, a, this is a big test for both teams here. Obviously, you know, with the, with the title on the line, you know, that's a, that's a natural statement there. But, you know, I don't think Carolina's had a te- had a challenge like this all year long, so you know it's going to be it's going to be up to Ron Rivera, uh, Chico, and his staff to um, to game plan for for the NFL's best defense. I got I got to ask you guys, you guys being longtime Bears fans, do you feel good for Ron Rivera being in this position? I think so. I, I actually, I mean, I, I I look at it as <clears throat> as you know, it's 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 good for Bears Nation because you know Greg Olson, which I'm still bitter about that trade. Yeah. You know, he, he's got a shot to win a ring. And Ron Rivera, the only reason why he's in Carolina is because Lovey Smith didn't get along with him, basically. He was, he was, his defense is too good for Lovey Smith. And, you know, Lovey Smith had to cut him, let him go because, you know, he, his ego got in the way. Basically, is what it was. So, the shame. Yeah, which is, which is unfortunate that the Bears went in both those directions because Greg Olson, I believe, was uh, Mike Martz saying Greg Olson didn't fit in his offensive scheme. And they have no need for a pass-catching, fast tight end. So... You know they've been searching for that ever since, but yeah, I mean, I, I 
I think it's I think it's you know it's it's good it's good for the city of Chicago because Rivera is a Chicago guy. Greg Olson, you know, he's not from Chicago. Was drafted by us. He played with us for what five years, I think, something like that. So yeah, I mean, Chicago roots, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, there's shit. Peanut Tillman, even though he's not playing, he's he's on Carolina. So I'm not a Bears fan. Everybody knows that, but Peanut Tillman had to be one of my favorite Bears that ever played. He's he's class act, man. Peanut punch. And he played the position right. Yeah, he was he good did. at what he, he did. He, he, he was an interesting cornerback, though, because he had a tendency of – he wasn't one of those <clears throat> shut-down cover corners. He was one of those guys who was very opportunistic in letting guys catch the ball, and then once they catch the ball, he either popping one made the tackle or two punch it out. Like That's that, what I remember it for, popping a lot. Yeah, I mean, if, he, like like go, there, like if you were going against him, you had to be licking your chops because he's going to give you the catch. He's going to let you catch it. But you better watch out once you catch it. Either you're going to get popped or the ball's going to come popped. Right, you better hold popped. on to it. Something's going to get popped. Hold on to it nice and tight. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to this game. I've, I've been touting the NFC for quite a while now and how much superior they are to the AFC. But the closer we get to kickoff, the, the, the more and more my thought is changing on who actually is going to win this game. So, I don't know. We'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting. Both. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say both defenses are... are are pretty damn good at what they do. For me, I think the game's going to be decided up front. I mean, it's going to be, can the Panthers' offensive line slow down DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller? But at the same time, can it, for me, it's also going to come with, can Peyton Manning get anything in on the corners of, of Carolina? I mean, Josh Norman is playing some awesome football. He's going to shut down corner. I mean, and look at him. Some argue he's the best in the league. Look at Carolina's defense. I mean, outside of Josh Norman, the middle of their defense, you know. Led by Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis. Uh, senior is they're probably the best tandem of of linebackers in the NFL right now. So, and not to mention they got a nice crafty veteran safety and Roman Harper out there. Right, he just does what he does. You know, he's been doing it for years. So, yeah, it's. Just, I, I think if 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 Denver's <laughs> offense could could muster any kind of you know cohesiveness out there, um, I think they're going to have a good shot of winning this game. Um, but you know, there's a lot of variables that go into it. But. uh yeah, I mean this is this is this is um this is going to be this is going to be pretty good. You know, Cam Newton, this is his 5th year in the NFL. He was drafted number 1 overall in 2011 by the Carolina Panthers. Do you guys know who was drafted number 2 overall in 2011? Gosh, I'm trying to think. Oh man. Going back that far, I can't even think of last week, so. Oh, I, I who feel was like it? I feel like I know it, but <clears throat> I, I'm not going to pull it out. Von Miller. Ooh. Oh, that's right. They were talking about that, too. <laughs> yeah, first and second overall draft picks in 2011, squaring off in the and Super Bowl. And out pretty well for both teams both so far. Teams, huh? yeah. Yeah. Like they, neither had a bad decision. Right. Well, Von Miller had a little shaky path to get here to, to the 2016 Super Bowl. but Tore an ACL at one point, too, didn't he? Tore an ACL, yeah. He had, he had his uh, six-game suspension for uh, substance abuse. Yeah, so but, I mean, that being said, though, Cam Newton hasn't had the most glorious career up until this point. I mean... He, Best year by far. Yeah, I mean, he MVP was, year, if you ask me. First three years, he was very, very inaccurate. I mean, couldn't throw the ball accurately. And, he, and you know, as an outsider looking in, my biggest gripe with Cam Newton is his arrogance. Go ahead and, and dab on him, Cam. And it's not even that, you know. It's not even his, his you know, his touchdown celebrations. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine and cool with that. But um, it's just, you know, you guys remember first, his first couple of years in the league, when he when Carolina was not winning, he was blaming his teammates. You know, he he wasn't taking the blame for the losses on his own shoulders. You know, saying that his production wasn't good enough or his play wasn't good enough. It was he was always passing the blame to his to his his teammates, and 
that just rubbed me the wrong way. You know, obviously he's, you know, changed my opinion a little bit this season. You know, I, I'm not his, not going to say I'm his number one fan or anything like that, but you know, uh, I could say that he's a good player. He's a good NFL player. And I can't, I can't, nobody else, nobody could doubt that or nobody else could diminish what he's done this season. But, you know, I, I just, I still hold my opinion for, for what he's done in his career until, until he makes enough strides, you know, besides obviously taking his team to the Super Bowl and showing a little bit of maturity this year and maybe a little bit in the in the previous season. But, you know, I just, I just still think there's that little sense of immaturity there. So your gripe with him is more like a, his persona, the way his demeanor is. Right. Kind of, and, you know, as like far I, as his athletic skill, it's I mean, superior. Right. You know, does. we saw, I saw him, I want to say that was two seasons ago at Soldier Field against the Bears. And, um, yeah, he was just like incredibly inaccurate. Like he was overthrowing guys like crazy, you know, missing routes and stuff like that. But, you know, he's obviously grown up a little bit, especially on the field. So, Correct. you know, his, his, he's taken his game to another level, and I, I could appreciate that as a as a, as a a fan of the NFL. So, um, yeah, I mean. I mean, he's got a cannon for an arm. There's no denying that. The only thing that ever worries me about Cam Newton, you ever see him run the football when he runs it into the end and he does them, yeah, them those, dives where you dives. think he's going to land on his neck or something. That's like, the thing, why that's take the thing that though, risk? with that guy is he is built like – I he's mean, not built like a quarterback. No, man. he. I mean, he's he, a big boy. He's a big boy, and he. I mean, he he makes those plays look like they're easy, and I think that's what that's what kind of not rubs people the wrong way. But I guess people are just aren't used to seeing that out of a quarterback, and you know, he's kind of built like a he's a receiver's not even that because he's bigger than that. He's he, he's he's like he, a he's like what, a power forward in basketball. What he exactly. what that's he what, what I, I would compare him to would be like a, a a much more mobile and quicker version of Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I, I, imagine oh, if like, Ben if Ben Roethlisberger was as quick as Cam Newton. Yeah, watch out, watch out, because that he would ever be. Lose? Well, how about how about just an athletic Ben Roethlisberger? Well, yeah, Roethlisberger's athletic. I mean, he could, well, he could definitely elude the pass rush and scramble away, but you know he's not going to break off a, a he's not you know sixteen twenty yard steamroll. You he's not going to do a dab at the end zone no. when, he's, when yeah. he's done. Yeah, I don't so. know. I you know I'm one of those those guys who is, is old school in, in the mentality of I don't like the showboating. I don't like any of that. Where you take an ultimate team game and you make it about me, 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 me. But for some reason, when Cam Newton kind of does the whole football to the fan, does does his dab or a Superman routine in the end zone after score, that doesn't bother me. And I think the reason why it doesn't bother me is because like in a receiver's case or a running back's case, you know, running back a little different, but more in a receiver's case where it's like, all right, well. Your all your only job in this whole entire play that scored you the touchdown is catching the football. Great. I mean, basically that's it. You know, catching and running. We're like with with a quarterback. You know, they're in charge of a hell of a lot more to score that touchdown and knowing when to run, when to pass, when to hand it off, when to do this, when to read this, which way to go. I mean, there's just a lot more involved, and I think that like I mean, you see emotion out of guys even like Tom Brady when you know he has a big first down. I mean, he gets he gets jacked up. I mean, granted, he's not dabbing or anything like that in the right. end zone, but. He shows emotion too, where I just think that Cam Newton is just such a—he's such a prolific athlete that we're just not used to seeing this out of the, you know we're not used to seeing this out of the, out of a position like that. It's just it's it's just kind of we just don't know what to do with it. I guess you know we just don't know how to respond to like wait this guy can outrun defensive backs, he can run over linebackers, and he throws a ball like he's you know I don't I don't even know a quarterback who throws throws like you know but he could, he's a quarterback. And you know, I just think that we're just not used to that, and it's just, it's just we don't know how to we don't know how to handle it. Basically, and and you know, I, I totally agree with you when you when you say that you don't like that show, but you're a little more old school. You like the more 
I guess you could say honorable football, but like, I mean, we all had this conversation last time. I just truly think it's become quote unquote part of the game. Yeah. I mean, it's, now, it's definitely not that a it's right. Not that it's right, but it's a generation. It's a generation. You it up like that. It made sense. Cause I mean, what's the, what's the difference between Cam doing the Superman or dabbing on him when you got JJ Watt, you know, reeling him in, you know what I mean? When he, when he sacks a quarterback, you know, 10 times a game, whatever the case may be, yeah, so there's mean, no difference. I, I guess maybe where I would be okay with, with the whole thing is just, it's mainly like receivers and mainly just receivers when like they catch a first down. Like that, if you score a touchdown, whether you're running back, a tight end, the quarterback, whoever, you could do whatever celebration you, you scored a touchdown. Congratulations. If you're a defensive guy, a sack, a sack's pretty hard to do. Right. I so agree. like you, you, you kind of could do your little, but you know, if you, if you tackle for a loss, that doesn't deserve anything. If you get a first down, I don't care how big of a first down is, that doesn't deserve anything. Like, you shouldn't be able to do your whole little dance for a first down and the mariachi, you know, whatever, blah, 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 <laughs> for a first down. But you score a touchdown, by all means, go for it. I, I like that. I want to see somebody do the mariachi. I haven't seen anybody do the Victor Cruz. He needs to do a little mariachi. Oh, right, a little dances. salsa dance. Yeah. Salsa dance, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I just, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. It's just like, you got to, first of all, I think the NFL, the No Fun League, kind of tries to eliminate a lot of those, those end zone celebrations. But I, I personally, as a fan, like that. That was a huge part of the game, like six, seven years ago. Like, let them do, let them celebrate <laughs> as a team. Let them use the football as a prop. Like, so much more creative when you have a football for, you have a little bit, you know, you can use the end zone pylon, you, you know, that kind of stuff. Spin it and everybody spin stands it, yeah. there and just listen. Maybe popping out. Like, I like all that stuff. But let it, let it, let's reserve it for the important actual plays where it's a touchdown, a sack. You know, not like when Julian Edelman gets all pumped off a first down. It, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. First down, seventeen. No. So, I mean, running running it? backs. I guess if you're getting pounded and you know if you take a, a three yard loss and turn it for twelve, yeah, okay, maybe that maybe that's 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 almost valid, but right, that's borderline to me. But on uh on uh, on the same wavelength, I, I guess I could say that at least Cam Newton has been consistent with his celebrations and. You know, he was doing the Superman thing his rookie year when they were losing thirty eight nothing and they score a touchdown to make it thirty eight to seven. He'd still do the Superman thing. So, you know, I can't blame him too much for that. It just it's not my cup of tea, you know. I'm I'm I like more of a you know, let's show it on the field and, and go back into the huddle and, and, and you know, just keep on keep on going. So Yeah, but I mean don't you think that's part of the don't you think that's part of the reason of why the Panthers and Ron Rivera have been so successful this year is just because he's kind of like opened up Cam Newton to let him be who he is, and that's who he. I mean, he did that at Auburn when he was winning the Heisman. He, he he did all that stuff, right? I mean, maybe the dad wasn't there, but he did the Superman. He did all his little shake moves and all that stuff. I mean, that's that's I, Cam Newton. That's, I think the dad became this year, right? That was his thing I think this so, year. Yeah. The Superman he's done since he's got to the league. Yeah, but like I mean, I just think that's Cam Newton, and you know, if you let him, obviously, obviously, letting him be who he is and how he, you know, how he acts is. You know, helping the Panthers win the game. So you know what? What's the harm in it? Right, you know, I agree. I agree. Why, why say, say no? Don't do it when you know that he's taking him out of character and he's you know maybe playing a different game because he's you know whatever he's not allowed to do what he does. And so. Cam, Cam's dab to me is no different from or his Superman thing. What he's no different from like Aaron Rodgers doing his championship belt thing yeah. celebration. You know what I mean? You do what you do. That's you. Not all quarterbacks do that. I mean, some of the great ones. You know, you don't see nobody. You know, Tom Brady gets pumped, smacks a quarterback. I mean, a. Gronkowski in the head, and that's what he does. Yeah, that's yeah, Cam that's, dabs on him. That's yeah, just what that's, he does. That's what he does. If you People don't like take it, offense you know, to it, it's that old school saying: "You don't like it, stop it." And he said that. He did say it in the mean, beginning. Stop of the year. It. If you don't like me doing it, stop me from stop scoring. Stop me from scoring. Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, when you're the number one offense, you could dab all you want. That's right. So, yeah, but on a on a little uh, side note and breaking news, I guess you would say, um, apparently Calvin Johnson has reported that he is retiring. Really? Yep. Yep. Wow. 
I just got the text. From Adam Schefter himself. <laughs> wow, no. that's, that's kind of... I mean, I, I'm shocked, but yet I'm not shocked in the fact of, like, he's had a couple of really bad seasons where, you know, the injury plague, not necessarily bad, but just you could tell he's not... He's a shell of his former self. He's not Megatron. No, he's not. He's, he's not the guy that was in the cover of Madden a few years ago, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's just, it's just... It's sad to see him decline as fast as he did, considering, you know, it's not like... You know, not like he had anything really known big hit where, you know, he blew out a knee or something. He's just kind of... Nagging little injuries. Of Tailed being, off. Yeah, slowly. Being Megatron. That, you know. it, it, it's sad in the sense, but it's also, don't you think, like, man, that, that's football for you. Like, one day you're on top of the world. The next day you're just just another receiver. You know what I mean? Like, you're great or you're good, but you're not great anymore. That's just the way it goes. And I guess I guess being a competitor that he is, I mean, he, he probably figures, you know, if I can't be Megatron, I don't want to be an average receiver. Like, I'm Calvin Johnson. Like, I used to be the best receiver in the league, like. You know, he he can't maybe feel like he's doing injustice to people by you know still selling jerseys and playing football games and being mediocre and being mediocre mediocre and having three catches for thirty five yards and you know whatever else. So, kind of applaud him for having the gusto to uh, to you know hang up the cleats when he knew he was declining before it got bad. You know, you you see that a lot lately. You know, with uh, players not you know not past their prime or not you know. Not the typical, you know, old, you know, old veteran, you know, with with uh, with creaky old bodies that just can't perform anymore that are that are retiring. You know, a lot of a, a lot, you're seeing a lot more that younger players or guys younger uh, are retiring from the NFL. So, and I just saw a report, um, I think it was a couple of days ago, where where concussions were have actually risen since last year they went up like from like 204 reported concussions to like 220 yeah but don't you think that's a skewed statistic the fact of now we just have so much more information on, on yeah i thought i was thinking that too i was is, thinking that too is, is just there's probably more, you know guy gets popped and he's going into concussion protocol where they didn't have that a couple of years ago right. they're able to find more cases it's probably the same amount but they're able to find more because there's more extensive testing on to determine if they have a concussion or not right yeah, I mean it's. I mean, pfft, who knows? Calvin Johnson, he's, you know, he hasn't been like you guys have mentioned. He hasn't been in that limelight as the best receiver for at least two seasons now. You know, that's been that's been uh, Antonio Brown's been reigning uh, reigning on top of the NFL's best uh, receiver category for the last couple seasons. But um, it's going to be a big uh, big blow for the Detroit Lions. You know, which is good for us Bears fans. Um, Especially for Roy, since he also is a Bears fan, and uh, <laughs> uh, I think we have a better shot of Josh becoming a Bears. Uh, fan jo- than yeah, than me, definitely. Josh is slowly becoming a Bears fan. Yeah, he, he just he doesn't. He's want a to closet. It, yeah, he's he's a closet Bears. He's fan. a closet yeah, Bears crazy. fan. He is. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't sit there and root for unless like the Bears are playing someone in the NFC East and I want them to lose. Josh, I've seen him root for the Bears. Like hmm, I wonder sometimes, are you really a closet fan? Don't want to admit it. Yeah, but you wonder though in the case of like Roy, in the case of, of Dallas, you you picked Dallas like that was your team. Or or Josh didn't necessarily pick Indianapolis. I think that's just kind of the area he was in. He got Indianapolis, and maybe he like realized like, hey, it's kind of better to be a Bears fan. Like, Bears fans are definitely cooler than Colts fans. I mean, I would have to say that. That's obvious. I would agree. If I had to side with one or the other, yeah. though, if if someone came and said, look. You're either a Bears fan or you're a Colts fan. But you know what I'm saying? I'm going like, with the Bears. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Though? It's like, well, he didn't have a choice. So he's probably, once he got older and smarter, he's like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> it sucks being a Colts fan. Wisdom comes, comes with age, they say, right? Right, right. <laughs> 
But yeah, so Calvin Johnson done, man. Big ups to him. At least he knows when it's time for him to walk away and he's giving what he's given and maybe he just doesn't want to give anymore or lose anymore. You know, one way or other. Who knows? You know, he want to come out and be some of these guys that play football and get some of these injuries out there that they never recover from. And, and plus, just imagine, you know, he's played his entire career in Detroit. You know, does yeah. he want to stay there and keep losing? And, you know, they have, they've had a couple good successful seasons. Was he on the 0-16 Lions? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I, I, I believe. I believe he was, yeah. That's rough. Carmen's going to try to look this, look that up for us. But, you know. I, Christopher, without a doubt, though, you got to admit, we watch, obviously we've both been around to watch Calvin his whole career. Calvin was one of the best to do oh, this yeah, when I mean, he was out there, man. He, he, had, was, he had rules. He had rules changing the NFL because of him. Right. The Calvin Johnson rule. You know, the, the catch, the no catch, you have to maintain full possession. It was against the Bears, too, and against Peanut Tillman. Um, you know, that game where he's been robbed quite a few times on, uh, you know, with, with calls, but you know, he's, he's had a, he's had a really good career and, you know, nothing but the best for, for a guy like that, you know, who's for the most part been a class act. You've never heard anything bad about Calvin Johnson. Um, yeah, Calvin Johnson was, uh, it was the second year in the league when they were Owen 16. Jesus, man. So yeah, he's been there. He's been there through, through the bad and the even worse, so <laughs> so uh, you know it's as worse as possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as a player, you know, going through all of that, you know, and, and, and staying loyal to to a franchise for that long, and then you know, and then okay, saying oh, at that tail end of your career, okay, let me try to go play for you know, who who's going to sign him? You oh, know, somebody, somebody would have signed. I, I, I mean, that's the thing, though. No, somebody, so I'm saying like you know, yeah, he'd probably get like really attractive offers from teams like Cleveland. And you know Houston or you know somewhere where he's just he, he's not going to be the same, you know. So I see. I, I'd seen him if he was going to leave Detroit, which more than likely he was. I would. I didn't see him going to somewhere where he would have taken the most money. I think he would have gone to like a New England. That's what I was to like a Denver, say. where he has a shot to win now. Seattle, right? You know but what you, I mean, you think of it. If you're placed with, if you've been in Detroit for X amount of years, you know, losing football games after football games after football games. And, and then losing them all, and then, and then you get, and then you get a, a contract offer in front of you for you know a ridiculous amount of money from a struggling team like Cleveland, like you know even say you know you could even say the Dolphins or so, somewhere like that, you know, which just hasn't really had a lot of success lately. So you know, do you want to finish your career like that on a, on an even more mediocre team? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm no, yeah, I'm going to go to a winner myself. I don't know. They're just. You know, sorry, we got we're we're watching the uh, Lakers or not the Lakers, the Clippers. We're actually courtside at the Clippers Bulls game. Clippers, Clippers Bulls <laughs> uh, Sunday <laughs> afternoon tilt. Cast. And uh, this escalated quickly. Bulls are now down by eighteen. I know. I looked up one minute. It was only <laughs> yeah. like ten. No, like, yeah, last time I looked, they were down four. Yeah, it's just down a, eighteen. The, what the Clippers are doing? They're just running the ball down the court and finding somebody open for three. That's all they're doing. It's annoying. God but. bless them. Well, while we're talking about this Bulls, I got a question for you guys watching the. What's the true identity of this Bulls team right now, guys? I want to know from hardcore Bulls fans like yourself. I know you guys love your Bulls. They don't have an identity. Don't. That's yeah, what the problem that's is. That's the problem. Exactly like Charles Barkley said. I mean, I don't know if it's, I, I don't know if it's a problem because years past, the Bulls had the identity of being a, a hard-nosed, defensive, gritty team, and it didn't do anything for them. So I'm not quite sure they needed identity, but as a Bulls fan, I, I feel like we need an identity. And you know, I'm waiting for it to appear, and I'm just... I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. They just need to. What they the the one thing that I think is is 
wrong with them. You know, they just, they don't have, they don't come out with the same energy every night. That's what the big issue is. I mean, they, they get up for big teams, and then they play Brooklyn, and they lay an egg. So it's like, you know, you they, they have to, and I don't know what that stems from. I don't know how that works. You know, obviously, yeah, you know, playing the best team in the league, you know, or, or the best teams in the league, you don't want to get you don't want to get embarrassed, right? So right. you're going to be playing at your best, and then you know you think, okay, you take Brooklyn for granted, you you take you know teams like Minnesota for granted, and then you know and then you cut you know you you lay an egg against those guys, and then you come out against uh, you come out against um, you know teams like Oklahoma City and Cleveland and San Antonio, and you know you're you're on top of things, you know you you don't blink, you know you're you're ultra focused, and uh, that's that's what the issue is. I mean they're it, it, against the bad teams, they have a lot of turnovers. They have a lot of you know they have a lot of lapses in defense. They're just not focused. They don't have that energy. And then when they play the good teams, they are so. So okay, that brings me to my next question. Derek Rose, which is essentially, I mean, at one point was the the face of the franchise, correct? He's been on fire lately. I'm going to say on fire. He's been playing better, a lot better. He looks explosive. Yeah. He, How long he, can Derek Rose sustain this? That's that's the question. That's that's the question in every Bulls fan's I mean, mind. That, that is it. I mean, it, it's not. Uh, here, here's the thing. It's not that D Rose. Uh, I'm worried about him sustaining this. It's it's how long he could stay on the court because he's proved he proved his first three years in the league that he could play really well for a complete for complete seasons. So I'm not worried about him. You know, having you know, okay, he can only play well for five games and then he's back in the dumps. You know, if he could stay on the court. He's going to be productive, and and he's been showing that the last fifteen games. I think he's averaging eighteen points. So, you know, it's he he. I, I think he's turned the corner. To be honest with you, I mean, as far as the eye test goes, it looks like he's turned the corner. He's not taking uh, a lot of outside shots, and when he does, he's more more than likely wide open. So, you know, you can't fault him for that. And he's, you know, he's he he's penetrating. He's penetrating more, which is what everybody has wanted him to do and, and, you know, what won him the MVP, you know, in 2011. So, yeah, I, I, what I, what I'm curious though is cause it seems like to me, like it's a cycle. Like he plays, he plays like 10 games and sits out of game plays like 10 or 11 games, sits out of game, you know, for whatever, whatever reason, whether being cautious or whatever. But I wonder if that's just an organizational thing. Like, Hey buddy, you're going to play for X amount of games and we're going to give you a night off regardless. You know, we're going to say it's, well, who did who did he go out with? Who did he, what game was it earlier Miami. this week? Miami, right? Miami. So they played Miami, knowing that they have this West Coast trip. He left the game against Miami to be ready for this West Coast trip, which you know because they had a couple days off after the Miami game. I think they had two or three game, yeah. uh, days they had off, like three days off. I think. So you know, uh, I think it's smart what they're doing. To be honest with you, yeah. But I, I guess the thing is, is just come out and say that that's what's happening. Like, I have no issues with you saying, hey, okay, guys, we're going to let him go full go. Yeah, but... But every 10 or 11 games, we're going to give him a rest. And, you know, because as, as Bulls fans with, with Tom Thibodeau for X amount of years, we're not used to guys getting rest. No, not at all. So we don't know how to handle. Like, we expect... I expect if Derrick Rose is healthy why, to just play every game. Why Why? Why do they have to say anything? Yeah, he's just resting. He's, he's sitting because he's got a quad injury, and, and normally they say it's nothing serious, and... Normally, Rose will come out and say, "Yeah, I, yeah, this is nothing serious. This is just whatever. I got a, I got a small, I got a small little, you know, whatever injury that he's bugging him, hamstring or quad or whatever, whatever I, lower back." I guess with what the the problem though is is the fact that it's Derek Rose, and everybody with him is on pins and needles as far as whenever it comes to injuries and how you know because that whole question of you know him when he got hurt was you know how tough he is and all this stuff and 
You know, so to, so that we say like, oh, it's a, it's this or that versus just saying it's a day off. I'm okay with a day off. I totally am okay with it. But when you say like, you know, especially like in the Miami game where you know he goes out because he's got hamstring soreness or tightness or whatever like that, like they Derrick Rose in that lineup, they probably win that game. Oh yeah, but they, the, I the mean, minute I agree. he went out, they, they they lost. And I mean, not saying they would have won a hundred percent, but they had a way better chance of winning that game with Derrick Rose in the lineup. Where you know. Don't give me the, hey, he's got, you know, if you go out because of hamstring tightness or whatever and, and miss the rest of that game and then come back full strength, full strength the next day against the Lakers, you know, two days later against the Lakers, that leads me to believe that you weren't hurt in the first place. Right. Well, because I, it, it, cause if, if you were truly hurt, you come back against the Lakers, and you, especially against the Lakers, you play 15 minutes. Right. You play 16 minutes. Something, someone there would say, like, hey, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to ease you back into this because we know you had it pulled, whatever, or you're sore this or sore that. I get that. But when you go out with a with, with you know hamstring injury, you know whether it's it's big or, big or not big, that I expect you to come back. I don't expect a full goal the next game after you said you, you, you were hurt enough not to be able to come back in that game. And that's what, that's what happened. And then it, yet, come the Lakers game, he comes back full strength. He gives it a full go, and he looks great. He looked good, exactly. He Granted, it's, good. it's against the Lakers, but, I mean, he still looked great. Yeah, right. but, you know, a lot of it, if, if it's a muscle injury, a, a lot of the tightness, it's not like, you know, it's it, a lot of that stuff is, it needs, it needs time to, to, to rest and heal. And, and once you do, once, once that happens, you know, say, okay, say he has a hamstring issue, uh, say he has an issue with his hamstring, right? And... That's something that needs to be either worked out or massaged out. You know, by the time it's actually out, the game's over. And then what? You know, what is he going to do? You know, he's he's going to he's going to come back in, you know, without it being completely relieved and you know, you know, he doesn't have any tightness in his hamstring, you know. Do you know what it is to to run with a tight hamstring? It's it's not it's it's nothing to play around with. I mean, you you, you don't have your full stride. No, definitely. So not. a guy like Derrick Rose that can't run full speed or can't run full stride what what good is he out on the court if he can't do that if so if he needs if you know if if he's got a ham, hamstring strain and he needs 30 minutes of of therapy or or you know muscle relaxing um you know to and, and there's there's 6 minutes left in the third quarter then then what you know the game's over with so especially I, a smaller guard like Derrick Rose who his quickness and his legs are his strength where it's supposed to his Height and his, his, Carmen, his muscle mass. Carmen, this sounds like a perfect opportunity since 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 you're ragging on him. This is a perfect opportunity to segue into our our kick in the head segment here. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Everybody was I don't know what it is about your face, but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. <laughs> I still love that part. Pow! <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, kick in the head is our opportunity to basically kick anybody in the head uh, in the sports world, not in the sports world, um, of anything idiotic and, and uh, ridiculous that uh, they happen to say and or do. So anybody want to go first or? My, my, my kick in the head is simple. It's actually going to go with your head coach of the Chicago Bulls. We were just talking about the Miami game, and you and I were talking about this the other game the other day. That for me, your best defender has to be on the opposing team's best scorer. Why wasn't Jimmy Butler guarding 
the way he waited at the, at, at the end of the tail end of that game when they were kind of still in it. Someone explain that to me. Jimmy Butler's your best defender, right? And they so, play roughly the same position. It's correct. not like you're asking Jimmy Butler to guard Shaquille O'Neal. Right. Who's a few years older, no, way older. No, they older do play the exact same position. Yeah. Well, was, but I'm saying, <laughs> but I'm, you know, because because right. like Dwayne Wade could be a shooting guard, small forward. Jimmy you Butler weren't asking him to guard Chris Bosh. You're asking right. to guard Dwayne Wade, aging Dwayne Wade, by yeah, the way. Yeah, which should be should be easy for him. <clears throat> Dwayne Wade has his best performance in like of the last 11 games. Why is your best defender not guarding their best player? Tell, someone tell me. Explain that to me. Why? Yeah, I don't. I, I I didn't understand that either. But you know, for as many Fred Hoiberg has has had a decent amount of head scratching moments this year. But you also got to remember he's a rookie head coach in the NBA. So you know, Steve Kerr, as much as everybody wants to tout him, I mean, he's made mistakes. His players have just made up for it. So I mean, I can see what you're saying where he's a rookie head coach, but it's, it's not. Yeah, that, 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 it's that's not rocket a, science, it's a, it's right? Rocket, it's a simple thing. Yeah, that to, to me Jimmy seems Butler like common Gardner. sense. Yeah, like, I mean, I know that. I've never head coached anything. And I can easily tell you, I'm going to put this guy on him. I don't know. It's maybe, not that hard. In, in an Eastern Conference where seeding maybe he is fe- everything. Maybe he felt, like, maybe he felt mm-hmm. like, you know, in the waning moments that Dwayne Wade would have deferred. And what does Jimmy Butler do probably the best in the NBA? That's p- play the passing lane. So... Maybe he was letting Jimmy Butler play free safety, and that's what he chose, and, and he got burned by that. But why not just eliminate those passing lanes and just put him on that guy now? I don't know. I make mean, him make that I, decision. I, Let I Let someone else try to steal him. I can't, uh, put him in the position where Dwayne Wade has to make a choice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan that's of all I'm saying. Hoiberg, so that's I can't all I'm justify, saying. I can't justify. In an Eastern Conference where seating is everything, that win could be costly. You never, it's, a, it's a win at home. It's easy win to me for the Bulls at home. Bulls have been kind of bad at home. <clears throat> yeah, this year They've they been have. terrible at home. Yeah, but they're, they're saying the same pattern as the Bears <laughs> playing at home. What, what were the Bears, 1-7 and seven at home? Yeah, 1-7 and seven this year. I was there for the only win <laughs> and a couple more losses. Yeah, pretty bad. Next up. Next up, um, my kick in the head is going out to somebody that I guess in the same in the same uh, aspect in in NBA, um, a guy known as Gilbert Arenas. Oh yeah, I don't, I'm sure most people are familiar with Gilbert Arenas if they've watched anything uh, or they're a fan of the NBA for the last you know seven eight years. Uh, Gilbert Arenas was at the at one point probably one of the best shooting guards in the league. Agent Zero. And now what Gilbert Arenas is doing is he's telling stories of his times in the NBA when he. Ripped off strip clubs for forty grand. Fraud. <laughs> Any guys hear the story? Are you serious? I didn't hear this. So what Gilbert Arenas would do? I, he posted this. Well, first he posted he, the instructions on Instagram. Instagram. What so a moron! Basically, basically, step by step, incriminating yourself. So he would go. <laughs> exactly. He would go to a strip club, right? And he'd order eighty thousand dollars in singles, and then he'd take forty thousand dollars and make it rain, right? Okay. Make it rain. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Either he'd get kicked out of the strip club, where they would obviously security wouldn't know that he had eighty thousand dollars on order, or what he would do is he would just sneak out the back door, and then he'd have his buddy go he sign. The, said, I think he said ex teammates. Yeah, he said buddy well, or teammates. I'm sh- he done it. He's done. Apparently, from his story, he's done it more than once. But then he so he would sneak out the back with the other half of the eighty grand, forty thousand dollars in his pocket. How do you, how do you fit forty? Thousand in singles in your pocket. Like I feel like that's a briefcase. Well, I'm sure if, if you're if you're going to the strip club, they probably would would allow you as long as there's no metal in there. They probably allow you to go in there, seeing as if you know, hey, it's you're, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna pay our strippers handsomely, 
right? Right. He's figured so anyways, NBA athlete. He would have his teammates, his friends, his buddies sign the ch- sign the check mm. for the eighty thousand dollars. Then the following day, he'd call his credit card company and say, "Hey, my credit card was stolen. This wasn't me." And the if if you have a black card, apparently there's no questions asked, right? They don't they there's don't no question, limit, no questions asked. Wow. They don't question you, so it's not his signature. He calls to say I was stolen. Boom, eighty thousand dollars credited back to his credit card, and he gets to keep the forty grand. So he came up, yeah. big time. Gilbert Arenas, you jackass! <laughs> you have to be. I mean, I'm sure this kind of stuff happens all the time, but come on, dude. I, I mean, you are just a walking billboard for what not to do in life. Oh wow, that's not good. You are. <laughs> this is getting away quickly. <laughs> Real quickly, but um, yeah. Anyways, Gilbert Arenas, you get my big gold kick in the head for being a dumbass. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with since it's, since it's All Star Weekend in uh, the NHL, I'm gonna go with the kick in the head of the NHL itself. For I don't know if anyone's heard the story, but I'm sure most Chicago has heard the story about how Jonathan Taves, right before the All Star break, left the Carolina Hurricanes game in the third period because of illness. Right. That was the last game before the All Star break and the All Star weekend. You know, Jonathan Taze is one of the num- one of the biggest stars in the NHL, so he, you know, obviously carries some clout. It's like you know, equivalent to a Steph, Steph Curry, well, LeBron could, James could we, type. Could we uh, could we zoom this in a little bit more since since we're talking about the NHL? You are specifically talking about the commissioner of the NHL, correct, Gary Bettman? Well, I, no, I'm just going. I'm going straight up a whole NHL. I'm just I'm going with the whole because you know he he's one guy in a, a conglomerate of people that make decisions there, so. You know, it's under his watch that he... He's the head moron, in other words. But needless to say, so so he leaves the game before the third period starts. So he misses a, a period of the game, uh, of the final final game before the, uh, before the All-Star break. And then he decides to bow out of the NHL All-Star weekend festivities, which to most people is kind of nonsense anyway. And what's happening is, is the NHL is then going to fine him, not fine him, suspend him, one game of regular meaningful hockey. For what? What's that? For what? For missing the All Star oh, Weekend. Give me a break, man. Yeah, which, which I mean, I mean, I get like if you're if you're the if you're the if you're baseball or you're football. No, no not football. If you're baseball, where guys, you know, they they either want a long vacation or they you know they, they accidentally sneeze too hard and they you know pull something or whatever <laughs> and they, they bow out. I mean, they bow out all the time. You know. I get it. Yeah, maybe maybe there should be some ramifications to it because it's it's a it's a it's an event for the fans. But in Jonathan Taves' case, one, he's a hockey player, which hockey players come back with missing teeth, stitches in their eye, you know, face. I mean, they're not they're not on the, the list of sissies in the league. Where he has a doctor's note basically saying that he is not able to play, and that's not good enough for the NHL. And they suspend him for the first game, first regular season game coming back from the All-Star break against the Colorado Avalanche. So he misses three more periods on top of the one period he already missed because of illness, all because he's not participating in their All-Star weekend, which I think is completely idiotic to me for the NHL and Terry Bettman. So for that, I will give you guys a kick in the head. Well, isn't it also on the same the same thing? Like, okay, if you're gonna if you're going to suspend the guy for missing the All-Star game, what what does that do for your fans that are going to see at possibly travel, you know, and or go see, you know, that star player? Obviously, if you're if you're making the All Star game, you're you're probably one of the better players in the NHL, correct? Of so you are drawing fans in on your name mm-hmm. alone. So for the NHL to suspend a player, I mean, I could understand a fine. Okay, I get that, but to suspend a player a game 
you know, you are ro- essentially robbing your fans of seeing that player. I mean, for 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 the Washington Capitals, if they're traveling to a city that they only play one, you know, one time on the road a year, you know, you're robbing those fans in that city who are possibly Alexa- uh, Alexander Ovechkin fans of seeing him for that one game. I mean, and 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 you know, you normally you have to buy the tickets in advance and you know make travel plans in advance and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're you're robbing your fans of that of that pleasure of of seeing your best players. So you know, got to do something about that. Especially the you know the, the the format of the of the of the start the skills challenge yesterday. I was watching it, but I was watching it in a place where it was very loud. Couldn't hear any audio. The audio wasn't on. It was really hard to follow what was going on. And I don't know if I mean I I, I got the whole breakaway thing. I, I I understood that part of it, but everything else was really hard. And you know they should do. In my opinion, they should do more of a thing, uh, individualized. As far as I'm concerned, you know, with the, you know, with the sauce pass and the tiny goals and stuff like that, they should make it. In, you know, instead of they ha- instead of having, you know, the as a team, they should have each individual um, segment of that uh, the the team relay or I think that's what they called it, the team relay, east and west. They should have it individualized. You know, it's an, it would be nice to see exactly which player is the best out there. You know, at, at what what particular, you know, um, what particular uh, skill skill that you know that they're that they're competing at. So, um, in my opinion, yeah, I agree with you, Carmen. It's, but in my opinion, that that needs to, I think that needs to be changed. I mean, we I want to know if Patrick Kane is the best stick stick handler in the league. I mean, as many games as I've seen with the Blackhawks, there's not many better out there. I mean, granted, he he fumbled yesterday in the in the skills competition, you know, with uh, with the stick handling. But you know, there, there's got to be some way to crown. You know, they they did it for the hardest shot for a while and breakaway and stuff like that. But you know, I understand they want to have fun and they they they're trying to include everybody. You know, it's just they got to clean some things up. And, and for the most part, NHL has got a lot of things right. They just I just think they struck out on this. Yeah, I mean, while we're on the while we're on the topic of. Uh, of you know all star games, which which game do you think? Because they're all kind of phony to me. Which game do you think? Stop needs laughing, the, Roy. <laughs> needs oh, the most yes. improvement or the most fixing of all the major sports? I mean, how, I guess how would you guys improve any of them too? too also, I mean, what, what what's your guys' thoughts on the all star? As game? far as all star festivities go, yeah, like basket, like the basketball one, the baseball one. If, if I had to, I, for me, I, I say you have to eliminate the Pro Bowl. I think the Pro Bowl is it's stupid. It's pointless. The Not game to, itself? The or? game itself. I don't think anybody really cares for it, man. Just give them the accolade. Right. Right. Just give them the accolade. Like, oh, you made the all Madden team or, right. you know. Exactly. You know, they ha- how they have You're that stuff. You're an all pro. You're whatever a, the case yeah, is. Yeah, right. The, the game itself, I think it's pointless. No one's out there really trying well, to hit anyone. I, I, I think in the case of football, it's the hardest to, to if you want to keep it, it's the hardest to keep just because the nature of the game it is, is physical. It's rough. F- physical and nasty. And you're making it a... And you're trying to make it be fun, and like everyone, but you know they're trying to make it basically like a like a NFL blitz NBA jam type thing, where it's just you know it's. But the problem is, is guys are afraid that they don't want to get hurt. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to go lay out some some a receiver going across the right. middle because you know you can end his career. Like, right, you're not gonna pound the quarterback yeah. in the Pro Bowl just to make a statement like, dude, you just hurt broke his collarbone. He's what done. what are what are defensive players gonna do in the Pro Bowl? Right, they're not gonna do anything. It's all about it's. That, 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 that really weird. escalated quickly. That was weird. What was weird? That whole exchange on TV of Derrick Rose. With some guys that I've some, never even some, seen before. Some dudes on the side court. What uh, I want to know, a quick quick question off the side. Who is number 41 for the Bulls right now? 
Cameron Bears, though? That guy looks like he plays at the YMCA, yeah, man. He's, he's, he's on the same guy? team as uh, Matthew Delavadova. Oh, okay. I'm just like, who is that guy? The same Y. I don't think I've ever seen him yet, man. But, yeah, I, so so football's hard. I mean, I think if, if you – I kind of agree with you, Roy, though, with, with getting rid of the game. But what I think you do, because, you know, I mean, I guess football football needs that little boost of, you know, funness of a, such a brutal game. I think they just, just really emphasize the, the games of it, like – I want to see the longest throw, quarterback's longest throw. I want to see, you know, I want to see 40-yard dashes, you know, relay races, and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff where you can see the playful side of, receive, you know, of, of certain positions and see how athletic they are. You know, like, let's have like a, a relay race with offensive and defensive linemen, you know, like right. more offense because they're bigger and slower. <laughs> see, I, mean, I got to say know, like, that kind of stuff. Like, like, I like the MLB All-Star game because it means something. Right, you're, you know that your players have motivation yeah. besides yeah. obviously the winner, paycheck. Winner of the game wins the home right, oh, you know, home home field advantage in the World Series. But quickly speaking on kicking the heads, I think Chris Broussard just deserves to be kicked in the head just for being Chris Broussard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that guy. That escalated quickly there. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah. yeah, I agree with you, Roy. MLB game, I, I think they it's meaningful, man. They, they yeah, there, there's a there's a reason besides the paycheck to go out there and play hard. Did you, but, did you guys know, quick question, did you guys know how they determined who hosted the World Series before they did the All-Star game? I have no clue. Enlighten me. Christopher, do you know? No. It was alternating between American League and National League every year. That's yeah. not bad. It's, that's, not, but, but, it's but, not bad at all, actually. But, but here's the thing, though, is why don't they just give it to the best team in baseball? Kind of like they do in basketball? I mean, because like, you can't say, well, the same team when, you know, because I don't know. What well, the they, right. do it, they do that in every sport, basically. Yeah, basically every sport, but like... You know, because if I remember Football, correctly, like, like up until like a couple of years ago, American League dominated the All Star Game. They won like seven or eight in a row. Yeah, the World Series was held so, in like, New York know, somewhere all the time. Yeah, like, like so, but like that's the thing is, is, why don't they just make it the best? Why don't they just make it the best team gets home? I mean, because you go, it's not like it's you know, it's one of those sports where you know you kind of sleepwalk through. I mean, they play 162 games, and to know that if you go that's to the season, championship, man. yeah, you go to the championship, not including playoffs, that. It all relies on what the All Star Game did. I mean, that just to me is ludicrous. I don't know. I mean, I just, I just, I mean, I think that's crazy that they do a one game playoff. So basically, you play a whole season to play one game to see if you go to a five game series. Right. Where you know, I mean, you win ninety five games and you lose one. Yeah, that's it. You're You're done. Yeah, you have a bad day. You're out. I mean, that kind of sucks. I mean, you you should at least it should be at least a minimum of a three game series. I mean, first team to two wins. But like I mean, I, I got cha- basically I have changes for all the All Star games. I think like in baseball, I think you get rid of the game. You play the game, really? Okay. But I think you make it like I'm. I, I come from a generation of arcade games, so <laughs> what I think you should do is you should you should come up with like either you can either have real pitching, but I don't even think you do. I think you just have a, a pitching machine. You have real batters. You can have pitchers there too batting, but you make like a video like a pinball machine. You put out targets that light up in the outfield from so many points or runs. You know, for for baseball, you put you know a, a you know, left short left center. You hit it; it's twenty five runs. You know, a whole, a whole run in a certain section is you know thirty runs. You know, you just make it crazy fun. You know, so that way you play like five innings or you know nine innings, whatever it is, and that's it. And you know, you don't you hit the ball and it doesn't. It's you know a strike, and you know you go through and you know the next guy comes up, he doesn't hit a target. It's another strike, and then the third guy doesn't hit it, strikeout. You know, like that kind of thing where just just make it fun. Right. Because like, the baseball, nobody, pitchers, pitchers play pitch one inning, 
hitters play like two or three innings. Like, I don't know. Wouldn't it be crazy? You hit a target in the outfield, boom, 25 Yeah, like you said, fireworks go off, things light up. You're down 25 runs. Yeah, boom, there it is. Pinball. You remember back in the day with the MTV Rock and Jock? Yeah, kind of. That reminds me of that. Kind of like that. Kind of like that. Guy shooting a 100-point basket. Yeah. Man, I think 20 feet in the air. Yeah, you know, just, 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 just. Go all out like that. Right. Make it fun. I mean, the guys, I mean, the All-Star Weekend is still fun for the players. So make it really, I mean, make it a little bit something they're not necessarily used to. I wouldn't mind seeing that for basketball like they do in the MTV Rocket. Well, That'd be ba- cool. Like in the- basketball, I got a whole separate way of facing <laughs> basketball. I don't know if you heard this, Roy. No, I never heard this one Basically, before. I think basketball, I think they should either go to a, a one-on-one or a two-on-two tournament. Well, that'd be pretty and cool. And you have like, a, you have, basically what you do is you have a host city, say it's Chicago, and say it's one-on-one. All, all the all stars, all the all stars go to Chicago. It's 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 a top. The way they're voted is the top. Let's say twenty five guys or however many, and you pin them up in like a like a like a basically a uh, March Madness bracket. And each guy, each round, like say there's say there's six host destinations. Which would, say if it's Chicago, it's all the YMCA's of Chicago. They're gyms. It's all a complete random draw. Where you you could have a Lebr- you could have a LeBron James versus Dwight Howard. You could you could have a, a a Derrick Rose versus Kevin Durant, completely random. You have it, you have it based on stages. You know, first round, and it keeps on going to bigger and bigger venues until the very championship is the two teams that's at the United Center, and therefore you can get the you can get the community involved. YMCA gets money because you know you're getting LeBron James, and because you'd have multiple games and multiple right. you know, in the same in the same YMCA. So <laughs> I don't know. I just think that would be fun to you know make it a community thing. And, you know, you're you're supporting the YMCA's and the boys clubs in America and. You know, at the end of it, you get, still get the ticket sales at the United Center, and you have you know the championships there. The, maybe the second, the last two rounds, or whatever it is. But you just do it, do it that way. That's more like a grassroots. And I mean, you make it over a true weekend. You get rid of the slam dunk contest, get rid of all that, and just make it a one because that's what it's all about. And the slam dunk contest hasn't been good in years. Yeah, either, I mean, man. since like what? Since Jordan, Jordan won, or maybe even a little after that, Nate Robinson was the kind Kobe of fun. The Kobe one was good. The Insanity one, yeah, was but good. that yeah. era of it was was right. good. But it, it died like ten years ago. Well, it's because they don't have. The reason why the the dunk contest is gun, uh, dunk contest is not good is because the best players in the league don't participate, participate in it. Again, NHL. See, if you want to suspend NBA players, go for it. But NHL, I, I just no. Right. I mean, come on. Well, you know, when are we gonna when are we gonna see? You know, when are we gonna see James Harden? When are we gonna see LeBron James? Um, you know. Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, these these guys uh, in the slam dunk competition. I mean, I don't want to see Zach Levine. I don't want to. I mean, as electrifying as he is, I mean, he can't even crack Minnesota's rotation. So, um, you know, it's kind of it's sad. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather see the 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 dunk con- uh, the the sprite uh, the sprite remix dunk contest. You know that they have like in each city. I'd rather watch those. And at least those are actual no name guys who are. Really, no name guys. Or how, or how about just you know the voting part of it? You have the fans vote for the dunk contest and the skill, all the games. Those guys they get voted in for that, and the All Star game gets voted in by the coach. How about that? Because hey, I mean Jimmy Butler not being a starter when he's considered one of the best two way players in the league is to me is just a travesty. Who's starting over him? Uh, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I mean fan vote, fan vote. I mean that's but it's clear, it's clear that. Jimmy Butler at this point is a better well, player than I mean, Dwayne Wade. If, there, clear, if, there, if, there's, yeah. if there's any clear cut reason why fan voting doesn't work, look to yesterday and today. John Scott in the NHL doesn't even play on an NHL team, got voted into the All Star game. Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> Yesterday he was in the skills competition, right? Yeah. Be, just because whatever, you know, he's just a goon. He, John Scott is a goon, right? His jersey, you know, everybody else, uh, Kaner had his Hawks jersey on, you know, P.K. Subban had his, had his Canadians jersey on, you know, everybody had their teams on. He had just the NHL jersey on because he doesn't have a team. And it was funny because they, they, they panned out in the shot, you know, when they were introducing all the players competing in the skills competition. Patrick Kane got, you know, introduced and all the fans in Nashville uh, were booing him because... You know, they hate the Chicago Blackhawks because we dominate them every time. <laughs> but it was funny because Kaner is not, Kaner was getting booed. And then they, you know, he's standing right next to him is John Scott, who doesn't even have an NHL team and he's laughing in Patrick Kane's face. I think, <laughs> so it's, I think like, it's awesome. Dude, you don't even have a team. <laughs> You're not cashing no NHL checks. No yeah, it's nothing, just like I, the internet truly yeah, was but, trolling the NHL by putting John Scott he, in the All Star game. Does he get a uh, All Star game bump and like. Does the NHL write him a check for being in the All Star game? Like, yeah, don't they, don't why they, wouldn't he? He's 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 there. So I mean, who? Shame on who? <laughs> that, <laughs> I mean, check. it's just you know, it's it's this is basically this is basically the 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 internet trolling the NHL. It's like that would be like putting you know Michael Beasley in the All Star game for the NBA. I mean, come on, a, a guy that's not Isn't even he playing in China. Yeah, yeah, he's somewhere. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's like putting Stephon Marbury in the in the. In he's, he's not he's not Stephon Marbury status in China, but he's <laughs> he's getting close. Right, right. But I, that's just the point. It's like fan voting has nothing to do with it. I mean, yeah, fan voting is probably cool for like jersey sales and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, it's stupid. As long as we're talking All Star games, real quick. As long as we're talking All Star games, real fast, man. I gotta say the biggest stuff, and I never thought I'd be talking like this about another team, but. I got to say it's a com- complete pile of horse poop that Paul Gasol got snubbed, man. You're talking about a guy who's averaging almost 17 points again, 10 rebounds and three assists at the age of 35. Well, the crazy part of that, though, is this is how this is how dumb the fan voting is. Is Last year, you remember what he was? He was a starter. He was a starter. Right. That's he what I'm saying. Almost, he has same, if not maybe slightly better stats. As a 38-year-old and didn't even make the All-Star team. And last year, he was a starter. 35. Complete horse crap, man. Like, 35. That's how old he is? Yeah, he's 35. Uh, yeah, he'll be 36 in August. 38? Yeah, 38. Yeah, you were close. He's right there, man. <laughs> yeah, to get <laughs> snubbed. 38. To get snubbed, dude, I was like, really? Like, I mean, come on. Man. Okay, Derek Rose didn't make it, but I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. It sucks, but... It, I mean, that would have been a travesty if he was a starter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, I mean, yeah, that, that had to that really bothered me. I don't know why. I mean, I guess it bothered me, obviously, because he has... Laker roots and whatnot, and history with us, but just no, to but see, he's, he's, he's had good a good at his season. He's, he's had, had a good a, season. Right, that's what I'm saying. And he's probably the best power forward in the Eastern Conference right now, or power forward center, whatever they want to classify him. And him one of the as. best passing power forwards to ever do it. Oh yeah, I mean, people say Mark's better. I like Powell better. That's my opinion. Well, I think I just they just came out with a list of the top ten greatest players in every position. I think Paul Gasol was like number nine of greatest power forwards in NBA history. He's I, awesome, man. He's he's multiple multiple time All Star. He's an NBA champion, you know, and he's done it in multiple cities. So correct. Everywhere he's gone, he's produced. Right. I mean, yeah, in Memphis he was still young, but you know he he was still an All Star. No, right. he wasn't an All Star in Memphis. But he was really good in Memphis, and and for the lack of being on a crappy team, you know when he was on Memphis is probably the reason why he wasn't an All Star. So. I remember the night Memphis draft. At that time, it was still Vancouver. I remember when they drafted him. I was sitting there with my buddy watching the draft. And all Memphis, uh, the Vancouver Grizzlies draft. Paul Gasol. I'm like, 
Paul Gasol, who's this bomb? I was thinking, you know, <laughs> little did you know. Big Country yeah. Reeves, that's yeah. what I remember from <laughs> Brian, Vancouver. Brian Reeves, he sucked. I could have posted that guy up all day. Well, I think it's time for my favorite part of the show. Hey, brother. Well, all right, all right, all right. I have a lot of fun doing this segment of this show. Welcome to Brother versus Brother. Bro versus Bro. Yeah, say it right. Bro versus Bro. Bro versus Bro. And you know what? This is actually a really good one. Christopher, I saw you trying to take a peek at this paper, man. Come on, dude. Trying to position Don't surprise yourself. Because you're still O for when I'm, when I'm hosting, aren't you? Yep. Not, I'll remind him of that. Yes, I think you're O. I mean, I you, yes, you got dominated once, and then it was been pretty close, but you lost. I don't, I don't understand what the negativity is right now. <laughs> Just read the damn question. All right, bro versus bro. Welcome, everybody. My favorite segment. Carmen, you ready? Yep, let me get some music rolling. You want, you want to give us the rules? Just for those of you new listeners out there? Definitely. New listeners out there, the uh, rules are simple. I'm the host, Chef Roy. I'm going to ask a question. Now, our contestants here have to answer by saying their name. Whoever, answered, whoever says their name first gets the opportunity to go. Boys, are you ready? Simple enough. Are you ready? Yep. Let's get it on. Now we got a good movie playing here. This segment of Bro vs. Bro, brought to you by The Chef. Welcome to Super Bowl week, where every question here is going to have something to do with the Super Bowl, whether it was last year, year before that, or maybe the first Super Bowl ever. Great. So guys, are you ready? ready? Let's get it on. All right, question number one. The Pittsburgh Steelers have won six Super Bowl championships, the most in NFL history. Who has the second most? Wait, before anybody says there's two teams. Christopher. Who, who has the second who, most? Who has the second most and how many? The Patriots? Eh. All right, he's, he's done. He's, he's done, yeah. That's how Wait, well, I gotta just give you the two teams? I got to tell you how many. Just give me the two teams. All right, I'm going to go with the 49ers. And the Dallas Cowboys. Correct. And they both have five apiece. I was going to say five. That was my guess. You were off already anyway. If you would, as soon as you said Patriots, it was a wrap, man. All right. Carm, you're on a roll already. Here one we job. go. All right. Only one team in Super Bowl history has won the Super Bowl and also finished the season undefeated. Carmen. Miami Dolphins. Correct. Christopher, you're down 2-0 already. It's not looking good. You might as well just go and throw in the flag now, man. Throw in a white towel. Let's do it. Super Bowl one and two were won by the Green Bay Packers. Who was their starting quarterback? Carmen. Bart Starr. Correct. 3-0. All right. This quarterback famously guaranteed Super Bowl. Christopher. With a tie. Give it Christopher. To Christopher. Joe Namath. Correct. 3-1. 3-1. Here we go. All right. Who were the teams that beat the Buffalo Bills four straight years in the Super Bowl? Christopher. Christopher. Yeah, name all of them. All three teams. Damn it. I should have said that, but. The Dallas Cowboys. All right. The San Francisco 49ers. Nope. Nope. That's it. Carmen, it's on you. Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, Washington Redskins. Correct. Boom. Four and one. Three NFC East teams. Four and one. Four to one with. Oof. Looking rough, Christopher. All right. Excuse me. All right, this Hall of Fame quarterback beat another Hall of Fame quarterback in a comfort behind win in Super Bowl 32. After the winning t- after the after the win, the team's owner said this one's for him. 
Who were those quarterbacks in this game? Repeat the question. All right. This Hall of Fame quarterback beat another Hall of Fame quarterback for his first Super Bowl win ever. Super Bowl 32. I'm going to finish the question. Yeah. Did he say the name? Did he give us no, he didn't life? say anything yet. Carmen. Uh, John Elway beat Brett Favre. Correct. He said this one's for John. Five, five and one. I, I think technically you're out of it, isn't it? No, there's point? four uh, questions. I got one true. more right. All right. All right. Oh, this one's easy. <laughs> this 1985 team is considered Christopher. to be... Christopher. Chicago Bears. Correct. Should have, been, should have been the loser. <laughs> All right. Five to two. Hall of Fame wide receiver Jerry Rice got to play and win Super Bowl championships with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Who were his quarterbacks? Go ahead. Steve Young, Joe Montana. Correct. Oh. I mean, five four, to three. Five three. Super Bowl 30 featured the Dallas Cowboys versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who was the starting quarterback that year for the Steelers? Christopher. Go ahead. Cordell Stewart. Nope. Repeat the question. The Super Bowl 30 featured the Cowboys versus the Steelers. Who was the starting quarterback for the Steelers that year? Terry Bradshaw. Nope. <laughs> Neil O'Donnell. Oh. <laughs> All right, there's two questions left, Christopher. You got to get these both right to tie it up. This Hall of Fame cornerback won back-to-back Super Bowl champ- Deion Sanders. Correct. Game over. Finish it off. <laughs> Super Bowl 34 ended in a wild, exciting finish. The starting quarterback for the winning team was undrafted and essentially bagging groceries. Christopher Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Should be one more, right? That's it. it oh, that was a good one. 11 questions. So, a final of six to three, we had that one. Carm, what are you, five and oh? With me? With you? With me hosting? Hi. Yeah. And when he's not, so. he is five and 30. Congratulations. <laughs> that was good. Some of those were, weren't, too, weren't too hard, but there's some no, that, that made was, you I think. I thought that was good. I thought that was real good. Especially since I won. It was awesome. It was wonderful, man. It was great. I had a good time. I had a really good one. I was, let, me, <laughs> let me see if you guys can get this one. You remember, what, okay, in that Super Bowl with Warner and the Titans? Mm-hmm. Who was the Titans wide receiver that came up a half a yard short from the end zone? Christopher. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kevin Dyson. Hey, what? Correct. Wow, that was wow. good. That was good. I was trying to... I uh, thought about throwing that who one was, Who was the Titans' other receiver? They had a... They had a... Kevin Dyson and it was one other guy. Derek Mason. There you go. Mason oh, and Dyson, man, I, I remember. You pulled that one out. That was a good one. The next year, they, t- they took Yancey Thigpen from the Steelers, and then they got they met Ray Lewis and, and the Steve McNair and Eddie Jordan's career. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking, of, speaking of Super Bowls, we should, we should roll back to uh, what does everybody think is going to happen. We'll give, let's give some predi- predictions, some extra insight in the game. Let's, let's, let's finish this off, right, with the Super Bowl special. I'm going to go. Cause like, you know, everyone knows the Chef's 9-1, and one, right, in the playoffs this year. Can you remind them that one bet we had where you did lose? <laughs> We're not going to talk about that right now, Carv. I'm going to go with what I've been saying all year. I drafted him in fantasy. He led me to almost winning a championship. I'm going with Cam and the Carolina Panthers, man. I, I, I think this is their year. I think they can't be stopped. I think both defenses are great, but at the end of the day, I think Peyton Manning is not going to be able to get away from the Carolina pass rush. And, and it's on, man. I, think, I, think, I don't think Carolina is going to steamroll them, but they're going to win. I'm going 31-20. We have a um, a text in score alert, or not score alert, but a text in prediction from Josh. Uh, he has taken the Panthers 27-21. But uh, saying that, I still think um, 
I still think Denver pulls this one out. Uh, I've been high on Denver all year, or all playoffs for that matter. I, I think I, I've said that uh, they were the most dangerous team in the playoffs because we don't really know what to expect what to expect out of them. But what we do know still is that they have the best defense in the NFL. And uh, behind Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware, I think they're going to pull this one out. Uh, Peyton Manning is going to do enough to write out uh, to go out on top and uh, write off in his squad car, like Fish wants to say, as the sheriff, uh, <laughs> into the sunset. So uh, I'm going with Denver. Um, don't know the score. Don't really care about the score. Uh, I just think they're going to win this one. I got to say, I haven't heard this many people call Peyton Manning the sheriff ever, man. This is like the year that everyone was calling the sheriff. Like, stop it, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I never heard him call the sheriff either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just hopping on the train here. At first, when Fish was talking about it, I'm like, who the hell is he talking about? I was thinking at first, man. Oh, Fish would know Peyton Manning's nickname. Because right, Fish is would. like the ultimate Peyton Manning fan. <laughs> but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with my brother, and I'm going to take Denver. And I'm going to drop a little knowledge on you guys on why I think Denver is going to win. Seven times in NFL history, number one offense versus number one defense. Does anybody know the record of the offense versus the defense winning? Oh, it's got to be something lopsided or something. Like, yeah. yeah, it's, it's oh, and one seven. and six. One That's and six. what I was thinking, defense one and wins. something. One and six. So I'm going to continue that trend since Denver's defense is so dominated and it's Peyton Manning's last, should be his last game of his professional career, his illustrious career. I said the same thing a couple years ago with with Ray Lewis and Ray Strong for Baltimore riding it all the way, and they did it for Ray. I think this year they're going to do it for Peyton Manning and that defense. And that after that, after uh, next Sunday, the the uh, tally will be seven to one defense versus offense. And I'm going to go with Denver winning twenty seven twenty three. Is it selfish? What? Something? No, go ahead. <laughs> is it is it selfish of me to not want the Marcus Ware to win? Yes, being that he has his ties. You yes, know, he's a, uh, he's, dude, dude. He wasn't nobody coming out of college, and he did great in Dallas, and he never got to do anything there. Big, but well, that's because Dallas sucks, and that's why he's in the Super Bowl because he's not <laughs> yeah. on Dallas anymore. I wasn't saying anything about Dallas <laughs> sucking first and foremost. Okay, <laughs> I just throw that out but there. I, 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 another thing is, I I don't care. I mean, I don't I don't hate the guy, but I've never really been a big Peyton Manning fan. Like I didn't care for him in Indy. You know what I mean? I really didn't care for him at all. Like I actually rooted for the Bears to beat him. Like yeah, that's how much I, I don't care for him. Which I think is funny because I'm I'm with you, Roy, on the fact of like I've never been a Peyton Manning fan. I don't know why. I have nothing against him. But I, I just, just feel never... bad. I feel bad for the guy. Personally. I don't. What do I feel bad for him? I don't. I don't feel bad for him. I just <laughs> everybody's I, ragging I like, on him. I mean, I like, like nobody's story. giving him a shot at all all year long. I mean, since week one, nobody's giving him a There's shot. There's a reason for that, though, don't you think? No, I don't think. Maybe because his skills have depleted. Yeah, I, yeah maybe his skills have depleted a little bit. A little bit. Or a lot of bit. But he's not a bad quarterback. I mean, if you were to say, if you were to say, okay, um, the Bears have either Jay Cutler or Peyton Manning for a year, who would you rather have? I think I'd rather have Peyton Manning. Does Cutler at least back him up? It's Adam Gase here. <laughs> That's not the question. It's not the question. I'm just And we're saying. talking Peyton Manning right now as is, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I I just don't I don't feel as I mean if I, if I'm a care I'm a hardcore Carolina Panther fan, I don't feel intimidated by Peyton Manning being the opposing quarterback. He doesn't look as good. If you chase him around, he's not doing anything. 
You know what I mean? mean if you rattle him in the pocket, maybe he's that's gonna... what Denver wants, though. I mean, maybe everyone's everybody sleep, yeah, sleep on Peyton Manning because people forget how great he is or was. Do you think Peyton Manning said it on purpose that this may be his last rodeo, kind of just to leave it a little more no, to his team? I, I, think, I think it's, 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 it's got to be. The, I mean, a little extra motivation. Okay, guys, send me out a winner. No, look, look at that. It's, it's just it's that's been the writing on the wall. I mean, it's been clear that you know obviously his skills are diminishing. His body cannot hold up to a full. You know, sixteen plus game NFL season. So, this is what it's come down to. He's he he's he's going to retire. I mean, he's he's been to the top. He's won. You know, he's won the Super Bowl. He's been the MVP how many times? You know, he's he's set all kinds of records. You know, for for the quarterback position. So, you know, what else is is there for him to do? You know, he doesn't want to be you know being pushed around in a wheelchair for the rest of his life because you know he <laughs> takes one more hit that's gonna that's gonna knock him out. So, you know. I, I think it's the right call. I mean, what else? He, what else is he going to accomplish? He's going to go out a winner, more than likely. He's won a bowl. He's won and multiple I, MVPs. All I, could, all I could hope for, all I could hope for, is if Peyton Manning wins and they win the Super Bowl, and Peyton Manning has any kind of decent game, he should run into the Panthers' end zone and dab on it. <laughs> that would be <laughs> awesome. That would be awesome. How right hilarious about. would that be? That would be. I well, guess if JJ Watt can do the nay nay, Peyton Manning can do the dab, huh? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take a lot of athletic that would be ability. Awesome to see. That really would. <laughs> that would be great. But I'm you, at, come but, on, Roy. You would be a Peyton fan if he did that. Yeah, I would. I'd laugh. <laughs> I would totally laugh. I'd like it. No matter. Anyways, on that note, um, so who's, the show, who's the show going with? Wrap it up here. It's a two to two. Yeah, so. it's two to two. It's a deadlock. So does it automatically favor the Panthers since they are fifteen and one? No, I think it automatically favors the show because we pick both. Uh, so, I anyways, don't know. yeah. <laughs> That's my own opinion. So, uh, yeah, to wrap to wrap this up, um, we're not doing a mic time, no. right? We're just well, we got going. a mic time. What? I got a I got a mic time. Oh, okay. Nobody well, else does. To wrap this show up, we're gonna end uh, with a mic time. That's where we speak about anything uh, and everything that uh, that pops in our head and, 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 you know, just a little message that we want to get out there for everybody. All right, I'll start this off. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, occasionally I do a, uh, I do a community service uh, project of sorts where last night we were helping with uh, feeding homeless in the local area, and I happened to meet a gentleman by the name of Lindsey Moe Morris II. Guys, Army veteran. Army veteran came came back from uh, serving his time with the, with the country. Had, was a really successful author. Came out with three three cook two cookbooks and coming out with a third third book. Uh, had a fell on some hard times. Wound up winds up being homeless. Feeding him dinner last night. Talking to him, just as upbeat as you can possibly be. I mean, he gave me a crazy story about how he you know right when he, he was touring with Barnes and Nobles. His, his, his career was taking off. They had a huge order from Walmart for, this, for Christmas season and some clerical error caused that they ordered, wound up ordering so many books. Clerical error made the, these books. Uh, Roy, you being kind of involved in this because being a truck driver, they wound up sitting on a dock, never getting to Walmart, lost the whole account, basically wound up losing his job because he was a part, you know, part-time author, part-time job thing and wound up losing it and falling on hard times, no place to go. Catholic Charities helped him out or the PADS organization helped him out and just found a place, and I just want to give him a little bump. You can, a little bump because you can get find, actually find his book uh, on Amazon and on the internet. Uh, but uh, look for look for a guy named Lindsey Moe Morris II. 
Mo Betta Cooking. It's available on Amazon. And also, he's got another one called At Your Service, which is home remedies of uh, all natural products. Okay. Uh, check it out. Very successful. Like I said, you can find it at Barnes & Noble's, uh, Amazon. I think Walmart still has it now, but uh, check it out. He deserves it. He's, he's a real positive positive guy and deser- deserves some good luck. All right. Well, that was that was unexpected and pretty nice. Um <clears throat> My uh, my little mic time is going to go out to one of the Denver Broncos. Um, in case you guys aren't aware, uh, Von Miller, as daunting of a pass rusher and uh, linebacker as he is, he also, which I didn't know, uh, he also graduated from Texas A&M uh, in, with a degree in poultry science. Kind of weird, huh? He... <laughs> Yeah, poultry science. Poultry science. I didn't know this. I read this article. Um, He has a 3,000 square foot chicken coop. And when he retires, he plans on expanding that. Even bigger than my house. (laughs) (laughs) He's got several dozen uh, chickens that he, you know, uh, that he takes care of. And and, uh, after football, uh, apparently he's going to expand his 3,000 square foot chicken coop uh, to something even bigger. But uh, that's a little odd story for somebody so polarizing as Von Miller is because he is quite the loud personality. Um, and uh, his uh, full display of athletic ability was on against the Patriots and will be on next Sunday um, against the Carolina Panthers. So kind of funny. A chicken coop. Huh? Chicken coop. Poultry yeah. sign. I'm going back to school. <laughs> poultry, yeah. I didn't even know there was a degree to get poultry science. But What was I thinking when I went into broadcasting? I <laughs> could have been doing poultry science. Um, I mean, I'll keep it simple. My uh, my mic time is going to be uh, right here at home with uh, Scrap City. I think we're a little over a year now in, right? Yep. And uh, I don't know if I didn't get to do this last time, if you guys even did it, but I just want to thank all of our people who have subscribed and listened to us on a regular basis and all the feedback and the tweets and, and, and love we get, man. I mean, we, especially, you know, obviously our families and friends <laughs> and people who we don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's, there's, there's a lot. We have a lot of listeners. Last I checked, we were well over... Yeah, 8,000. 8,000 listeners. I mean, come on, guys. Who would have thought, right? Us guys in a basement, a couple of tables. You know, that's congratulations to us. And thank you for everybody for the love and support. And keep, and we're going to keep it coming. Yeah, on, on that note, um, thanking everybody out there for listening and subscribing to us. Um, if you can, please follow us uh, on Facebook and on Twitter at Scrap City Sports um, on Facebook and at Scrap City Sports on Twitter as well. Um, give us uh, any kind of feedback you want, good or bad. We accept it all. Um, but from uh, from us to you guys, thank you very much, and uh, enjoy your Super Bowl uh, viewing parties. Hey, everybody, this is Josh here from Scrap City Sports reminding you to make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Twitter at <laughs> Scrap City Sports and find us online at ScrapCitySports.com for all your Chicago sports needs. He shot over 300%. Hey, what's going on? The ice doesn't belong in here. It belongs out there. See, what, what, what you three jabronis are leaving out here? If you smell what the rock is cooking. Let me see all your hamburgers right now. What? Lock your doors, lock your windows. I'll be coming to your house and your hamburgers. Even the frozen ones. I'll find them and I'll eat them. Because I am the hamburger. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Hey, you very good. See you next time. That's awful. Toodaloo. Au revoir.
Get the hell out of here.